Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. We have our special guest, as we do every Thursday in studio, Mike Schaefer, 24-7 Sports. Good morning, Schaefer. How are you today? I'm good. Did you see that Sipple just kind of did like the hand motion when you sit down, like a you're at a blackjack table and the dealer gets up and they... They, like, show the out part of their hands and then their palms, and then they show it again so you know that there's, like, nothing. I think he was making sure he washed his hands. He went well, to the I did, bathroom. I did, I did, but I was saying. He's air drying oh, him? I was saying Schaefer. You were, you were just. Oh, Schaefer. The people watching, I, was saying, you were I thought him you were going to deal me in. And no. I was, was like, that okay, new segment. This is exciting. In a sense, I am dealing you in. You were, saying, that was your red carpet version yeah, right there. take it there's away. Your red carpet. It was take it away. Thanks for uh, thanks for allowing yes. me to have this opportunity. Thank, well, you're welcome. We there's give a you lot. the right. God, there's a lot I want to know from Schaefer. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. this hour, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this hour, of course, with Mike Schaefer is sponsored by Trek CBD, two Lincoln locations. Schaefer, what uh, what do you got today from Trek CBD? You know, uh, just to, to give my friends at Trek CBD a shout out, I used a. I need to look up the name of the of the Delta Eight gummies. Okay, I I wasn't convinced that the SEC championship slash <laughs> college football playoff was going to be particularly interesting oh so i was like all right let's let's just at least have a nice relaxing night so i took i took an edible roughly (laughs) when roughly about 40 minutes into the start of that game okay and you know what it was nice like i was in a i was in a good i was in a good place i was in a good mood i sort of enjoyed all the field goals that alabama had to kick from inside the 30 laughing uh it i gotta be honest it doesn't make Bill O'Brien seem like the greatest offensive coordinator ever if you're completely incapable of scoring inside the 20. It also makes me feel like I owe Scott Frost a little bit of an apology because maybe if you have as much talent as Alabama and you still struggle to do it, maybe there's a reason it, it gets harder as the field gets shorter. Everyone says this, but conventional wisdom is you should be able to score touchdowns when you're inside the 10-yard line. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, that was that was a nice way to it. Like, if... if if there's an NFL playoff game that you have no opinion on whatsoever and you're not gambling on it or whatever, yeah. just take a Delta 8, recede <laughs> into the sound, recliner. Yeah. It, like it, was, right. it was a wonderful experience. Good. That's, I, that it, could help college football. Honestly, it, it you might be helping college football because as we speak. If, if, I hadn't, if I hadn't done that, I probably would have been complaining a lot more about the first three right. quarters of that game. <laughs> um, 
But as it was, by the time the fourth quarter hit, I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's see where this goes. So, right. Well, there you go. See, Jake, maybe you could better. I, I should go to Trek CBD, too. Yeah. And, and this, this could help me in my sports watching. Well, you could better enjoy the Tide. No, right. I, well, I'm not going to watch the Tide unless they're in the championship game, typically. Right. But you, well, which they are all the time. Well, so. next year they won't be, maybe. Uh, Jake. They will be. Jake. I'm just trying they to... They almost won the title with their worst team in the last I know, decade. I know, and they were all banged up. They're going to be I know. I'm just, this is incredible. This is, this is just wishful they thinking. They were a Jameson-Williams Jameson injury yeah. away from, I think, beating Bama by... Or not beating Bama, beating Georgia by 10 points. I don't, I don't think no, that no, Georgia would have slowed him down. Shafe, I don't... They 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 had kind of slowed him down. Now I'm a Tide fan, so this is he got hurt on like a 40 yard play. How did they slow him down? Well, that was his big play. Yeah. He did get hurt. That was his big play. They weren't getting much. He wasn't getting downfield much, and they and and they didn't have much. T- Bryce Young didn't have much time to. Well, think down. about how well they did after he left. Like you still put him on that roster. Mm-hmm. Like you you got a guy I, now, with a deep shot, big play potential. Right. You understand? You're talking to. I I hate saying I'm a Tide fan because I guess we're not supposed to be that, but um. You can say it. I'm yeah, okay with it. I, I like, I like the tight. So I don't like saying what I'm saying, but I don't. I'm not convinced that if J- Jamison Williams was in that game, that Alabama would have won. Now we heard that on Monday from people, but or on or Tuesday. Convinced. We hear on Tuesday from people, and now I'm hearing it from you. But I am not. I thought Georgia was doing a pretty good job on him and getting. They were doing a good job of getting to Bryce but Bryce Young. The the difference is when you have a guy like that. That you know, maybe you do a good job of you limit some of the explosive plays, uh-huh. but he can still flip the field. Right, he can still break something. Right, I mean it. it oh, I love him. You know, so yeah. I I thought it really hurt their ability to attack vertically. Yeah, which then just it meant did. Georgia got to sit on top of you, yeah. and you have to try to live driving. You know, on twelve play drives against allegedly the best defense in the in college football. And you could point out the big drop by the freshman, number 84. Yeah. Yep, that was bad. Um, that was bad. And they had, yeah, they just couldn't spring guys. And was there's it, no Mechie it, either. No John Mechie either. So you take Mechie out. the one-handed attempt on the, <sighs> what yeah, felt late, like late a, in the game, right? a yeah. terrific pass from Bryce Young, all things considered. No, Pickens plays for Georgia. Not Pickens. Who was it? Who's, uh, I, who's I can't seven? S- I can't say his name. I can't think of it either. But anyway, I know I the know exact play you're talking about. People will remember that. For some reason, he just threw up one hand. Well, and maybe he just wasn't in position for that. But it, it might have lost like the ball, too. It, yeah, it felt like that pass was where it needed to be. And Bol- Bolden. Was right, Bolden? Is yeah. that the guy's yeah. No, no. No, that was not Slade Bolden. Okay. Slade. It was number seven, I'm pretty yeah, sure. it's not Hang Slade on. Bolden. All right. Well, uh, Billingsley, no, Holden. Holden. Was it Holden? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he's number seven. It was Holden. Okay. So what's his first name? I don't know what his name is. Okay, well don't worry about it. But yeah, it was I enjoyed the game thoroughly, even though I was Trey, I was Trey Holden. Okay, that sounds right. I was disappointed Corey Brooks. Um at the outcome. I found myself saying expletives at the yeah. end. You know I, what? I, I did not. I was happy. So I know you don't like I don't get that. Why don't, don't you get it? I don't like seeing the same thing year in, year out. I don't know that it's Georgia winning is a better cause for your what? dream of something beyond the SEC. Well, I, I didn't say it was, but it wasn't Alabama. It was something different. They had won a title since is it, 1980. Is it that different? Because I don't know that it is. It is. Schaefer. I see what Schaefer's saying. I, I think it's two both sides of, of you the are same right. coin. Yeah, both of you are right. Now, I am already excited for the whole dual narrative of I think Ohio State's going to be 
pretty good next year. Okay. So potentially the buildup for that game, if Ohio State gets to play Alabama, that could be really good. I still think Alabama's at a level above because of all those young guys that are going to be back again for them. Uh, and honestly, if you sort of look at how Nick Saban was throughout the year this year, there was almost this like, and if John Cook kind of does this too a little bit, like when you're a little giddy because you know that like the best is still to come, yeah, and like yet playing you're, with house you're money already kinda. in this position, yeah. yeah. I, um, I totally, I, I'm totally vibing no, I, with you right I, now. I feel like if you I'm need a, with him, Jake. if you need an example of that, like John Cook is that way sometimes yeah. when he has really young teams and they're sort of overperforming, mm-hmm. and he knows next year is going to yeah. be probably real special, and it's just going to be can we make a few plays in the games that matter most at the end? That's so he's tuning his team up for that, Jake. So John Cook's doing that, and Nick Saban's doing that. He's just tuning them up for the SEC championship game and then the national championship game. That's all they do. Yeah. Well, now, now you can acknowledge that. That's the world they're in. Okay. Well, what? Yeah, I'm jealous of that. I'm envious of it, but I don't like to see why, the same story year in year out. I just don't understand why you can't appreciate it. Why can't you appreciate that? I respect it. I don't want to appreciate it. How about that? I respect what they're doing. I don't appreciate it because it, it affects my view of college football. I have, and this probably Same changed every in year. the last three-ish years, I have a lot more interest and respect for Alabama because of the change they made stylistically on offense to adapt to where college football was going um, versus if you would have had the 2012 Alabama team, you know, that version of where it's basically you're just like, piling up rush yards you have the best offensive line in the country like I, I don't want to say it's boring but it was relatively boring when they were winning that way when you have a Bryce Young or a Tua Tagovailoa or a Mac Jones and you have mm-hmm. all this wide receiver talent mm-hmm. and you have like some random former coach as your offensive coordinator right. it, it got a lot more fun um with Alabama uh but I I understand like I understand the fatigue of it I didn't you know I would have preferred a Michigan in there or yeah. something yeah. Something to Something at least different. change it up. Different. But the reality is, this is what we got, and it was better than I expected it to be. Hardship. Let's ask Mike about Mike Schaefer. About you're going to ask Mike about Mike Schaefer. The run, no, <laughs> yeah. We're going to ask Mike about the running back that had joined that joined the program out of the portal uh, from Texas A and M. DeAndre name. Jackson's his name. Okay. What is what is your assessment? Well, he came out here for hard shift a a visit in January of 2019. I think it was January 2019. And I remember at the time, mm-hmm. like, this was sort of unique because it was a junior day. It was a kid from Georgia. Like, I didn't know what exactly the connection was that was bringing him up there or why Nebraska was kind of on the on the board for him. And then he was, he was a big, you know, power kind of running back. And at the time, if you remember, coming off the 2018 season, they had lost to Vino Zigbo. Mm-hmm. And they basically were coming back with Mills, who – we didn't know in January of 2019 if he was going to even be academically eligible okay, at that time. Okay, okay. Uh, if you can let yourself remember what things yeah. were sort of like at yeah, that point. Yeah, it was point. very bizarre, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Maurice Washington, who is a running back, but is a very different kind of running back than a, than a DeAndre, John, or DeAndre Jackson. And so he sort of represented kind of this power element that I thought Nebraska was kind of coveting a little bit. And then, you know, 
like all things, you're recruiting a kid out of Georgia and he's got offers to Auburn and Texas A&M and, you know, Nebraska eventually fell by the wayside and I stopped paying attention. And then, uh, what was it, like five nights ago, Steve Wilfong throws in a random crystal ball for DeAndre Jackson. <laughs> and it's one of those things, and I don't say this to toot my own horn, but, like, I have this Rolodex of former guys Nebraska's recruited that, like, I could go back in my head when because I hadn't heard that name in years. DeAndre and Jackson. And it basically was like, oh, the junior day visitor, and then I had to, like, think of the year. But it was still, like, bizarre. I don't yeah, know it's where it's amazing. You know that stuff. I, I, I still don't know where or why um, it sort of ended up in the way that it did. But now they have this opportunity with this running back that I think Texas A&M thought was pretty talented. But they obviously had quite a bit of running backs ahead of them. That it was Caught be, in a log jam. You know, it was going to be pretty hard for him to, to jump in front. I still think he sort of represents a little bit more of a, a beefier power element. Obviously, they have Marquis Sepp and Yant, and so my initial thoughts went to, okay, this doesn't look good for, you know, one of those guys. Uh, and then, you know, Anthony Grant is expected to visit this weekend as well. And that's Anthony a, Grant. Tell a, us about Anthony. That's a former Florida State bounce back that's at New Mexico Military Institute, okay. which is where Zach Bowman went. If, oh, nice. If people need yeah. some sort of Nebraska connection there. Mm -hmm. uh, they just won the, the NJCAA championship. Um, he had rushed for, I think, 1,700 or – yeah, 1,730 yards, 18 touchdowns, leading rusher. A lot of Diedrich Mills vibes from this. Former ACC running back, ends up in the, the junior college ranks, absolutely just dominates in his like, full season, takes his team to the national championship. I think Mills came up a little bit short. Grant was able to, uh, yeah, to help right. push New Mexico over the top. So I, I'm very curious, like, if he has a good visit this weekend, like maybe they're adding a third running back in this class. If you go back to Emmett Johnson, Emmett Johnson, who I think everybody has forgotten exists because he's not an early enrollee, and he had a very sort of unusual recruitment that you know Ron Brown was really centered in, and now it doesn't feel like Ron Brown's going to be the running backs coach. Yeah, um, and Emmett Johnson has the ability to change positions, so I'm actually somewhat intrigued on that aspect. But Anthony Grant. Uh, maybe more so than DeAndre Jackson is a guy that I am really kind of intrigued by. I, talking to Chris Nee, who covers Florida State for us at 24-7 Sports, he said that Grant was one of those guys that just had a ton of talent, but life just kind of kept getting in the way. He had some issues when he was at Florida State. He had to eventually leave the program, bounce back junior college. Again, you get some Diedrich Mills vibes there. You get a little, when you talk to people about Anthony Grant, and it's not that he's anywhere the same player, but you get kind of that wistfulness when Nebraska people talk about Maurice Washington, like someone that you think has the ability to just kind of be a really dynamic player. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to row.co slash regrow. 
Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. And so, uh, Anthony Grant, I'm really intrigued by. Again, he's out here this week. He's supposed to be in this weekend. Uh, the visit list is very fluid right now. I, You know, everybody wants everyone to, to come to their campus, especially when you can still get a guy to commit, potentially sign his paperwork, and then can enroll for you. Yeah, okay, the question becomes now, if Nebraska still does not have an official running backs coach, and they have guys come in, DeAndre Maybe they're going to have a player coach. Yeah, player coach. Well, how would how would a new coach come in? Feel about adding you know, maybe two running backs in a week without him knowing who they are? I could bring they guys know, in they myself. They might know who I, the guy is, I mean, but they I haven't s- hired anybody yet. Well, and there's two you guys. You don't know that. Two new guys in First here. First of all, you don't know that. Nothing's official. I have to assume <laughs> that they have arrived on whoever the person is going to be as the running backs coach, which is why we've seen such a flurry of activity. Right. It would be hard for me to believe right. that you're going to stock a room for somebody and then be like, all right, you come in and coach these guys. You know, here's a guy from junior college. Here's a guy from Texas A&M. Here's a high school kid from Minnesota. You didn't have any say in any of these guys. Oh, we also have Ramir Johnson, Jockey Ant, Marquis Stepp. Pick one. Yeah, I I think there's at least someone. Okay. Again, I mean, Bill Bush was basically on staff for about a month before before they officially announced. announced. So I I don't know that we've seen the most conventional um, use of announcing and using assistant coaches over the last month, and that's fine. Like it doesn't matter. Matter really, it just comes down to like fans and media people everybody wants to know the name so then we can react to we it all want, yeah we all want everything days. right now but i i have to assume that the person has already been selected and is somewhat involved in shaping that room this past weekend nebraska did add a couple players also casey thompson officially from texas and we'll get to him in a second but i think people are curious about trey palmer from yeah. lsu a guy who can return kicks and punts you know somebody that's obviously a receiver what what was your? How long were they in on Trey Palmer for? And what was your? Uh, what's your assessment of him? Well, I think they were in on Trey Palmer as soon as he basically left LSU. Um, so that would have been in middle of December, uh, something along yes. those lines. Yes. So basically, I mean, once he leaves LSU and his former coach has a job at Nebraska, and Trey Palmer being the talent that he is, I mean, this is a guy that he's not a one-to-one replacement of Samari Toure. But he is someone that can absolutely turn things up for them as a kick returner and a punt returner. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands. Um, Again, I'm going to say this, and and people can ignore it if they want. I mean, one of the great things about working with 24-7 sports is we have all these different sites to cover these teams. Mm -hmm. And so talking to people that have covered Trey Palmer, a lot of talent there. I I don't think there's any question about the amount of talent that he has. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there was some question as to how tough he could be uh, if he could be kind of a physical wide receiver, I don't know that they saw that. I don't know that Nebraska is going to ask him to do that. So we'll we'll see what his role is. What I love about it and what I think it does, and I'm very curious on your guys' thoughts on this because I have a theory I'm going to bring to you at some point. In time. Mm-hmm. I think that Mickey Joseph now has a guy that he can use in his room 
and basically point at and be like, this guy knows the ropes. Like this train guy knows. Neil. Yep. Like, uh, train yeah, like a, a more talented, maybe bigger upside train Neil, but this is yeah. a guy who's being brought in to sort of be the lead by example and help kind of show them, like, this is what's the expectation. Like, this was a guy that was our third or fourth receiver at LSU. Mm-hmm. He's here, and he's probably not necessarily, in terms of statistics, going to be our number one receiver, mm-hmm. but he's already going to be a leader in the room because he knows what's expected of him. Jake, do you remember Trey Neal? I do. UCF. He was a dentist. Yeah. We wanted to be dental a dentist. school. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if he's a dentist at this point. Well, he was going to dental what? Yeah. He wanted to be a dentist. He wasn't a dentist. Of course was, I remember Trey Neal, yeah. yeah. He, I thought he was, wanted uh, to be a very a unique player. Yeah. So <laughs> interesting I, I, guy. I really think that Palmer, a lot of it is going to be Mickey Joseph kind of using him to basically be like, Okay, Good Omar, take. Good Xavier. Take. Right. You guys want to play? Come to work. Right. I this totally. is what Trey's doing. Yeah. This is what you know, this is a guy who followed uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and guys like that. Like, he saw how they worked. You're seeing how he works. You think you worked hard before. This is what we do here now. Like, I, I really think, and so my theory, and I'll throw it out here before we go to break, I think there's as much as, like, you talk about the professionalism and the experience of hiring a Mickey Joseph and a Mark Whipple and a Bill Bush, the biggest thing to me that has changed in the last month, I think Nebraska has went out and got coaches that have a little bit of an edge and an attitude to them mm-hmm. in an effort to shift the attitude in that room. In, and, the, and in, the, what in room? the in the football room, in the okay. football walls, in the culture over there. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know that theory. it was necessarily complacency over there, mm-hmm. but now you have guys that the expectation was that not only do you win, you win at a high level. You have two assistant coaches that were involved with a program that uh, won national titles. I mean, I just – the expectations of what they're going to bring in. And Mickey Joseph throwing the gauntlet down on a Sunday morning of, like, if you're going to play wide receiver for me, you're going to play special teams. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an edge and an attitude that – and it's not like I knew Matt Lubick really well. Matt Lubick didn't have that, or he didn't feel like he had that when he met no, with the media. That's the way you got to be careful in the conversation. I don't want to Maybe be, he did as an assistant coach. Right. I don't want to say that, like, Held and Austin didn't have that. I, I Sure. I get what you're saying. But maybe there's a varying degree sure, of what these it's guys degrees. Have. It's degrees, right? You're talking about a matter of degrees. And, and I think for Nebraska to be successful, they do have to shift their attitude, too. Yeah, new – and, yeah, new – I mean, new blood could equal new urgency, new energy. Well, I think some of it's that. But I'm with you. I get what you're saying. Bush and Mickey came from a program that, like Jake said, when we had Ed Orgeron on, it might have been the best team in college football history. I mean, they off they in that in the SEC world every day. There's urgency. Mm-hmm. Now, was there urgency every day for Nebraska? I mean, we set up, and some of this I feel like we're culpable, media fans. We set it up for Frost where, hey, you got seven years, Mm. you're the man. Just go at I mean, I just think the way it was set up here works against urgency. The way way we approach this with with Frost works against the idea of urgency. I I think there needed to be— Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I agree. And I I think kind of how I would phrase it is this, is there needs to be sort of a shift— in the mentality of instead of these things are happening to us, mm-hmm. it needs to be we're doing these things. Yes. Instead of reacting to what bad uh, is going on, exactly. it's creating for yourself the opportunities right. to go win games right. and to go be successful. Right. We don't I think Nebraska's been really reactionary. It needs to be more on the assertive side. Remember Bill Callahan, what he said? 
we don't feel pressure, we apply pressure. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of been lacking. I think that's, yeah, I do too. Um, and I, I don't do. mean that it's just like they're over there singing Kumbaya. No, it's not day. that. But it's, there's Again, a, it's a matter of degree. There's a certain edge that I have already felt from sitting down with Mickey Joseph, from following him on Twitter, from listening to these radio interviews that I think also applies to a guy like Bill Bush, sure. who basically, I think last night, basically said recruiting isn't something, like, you either can recruit or you can't. Like, that's the kind of mentality that he has, and he's a guy uh-huh. that we know can recruit well. Like, I, okay. I think that mentality, if it can foster over to this roster, can be really helpful. I'll tell you what Bush said that goes along with this. Just just give me a second. And it goes it, it goes perfectly along with this. I, I Okay, oh, every down is fourth down on special teams. Yeah. Every, Jake, every down is fourth down. It's not second and four. Okay, there's a yeah, a program can have a second and four mentality when it should have a fourth down mentality. All right, we got to get this fourth. We got to get this fourth down. Second and four, eh, you know, we got another down to play and with. I also want to no, make sure. No, you don't. I mean, it, yeah. it, not right now. Nebraska doesn't. It, it doesn't mean it's that fourth this is, down right now. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean that this is guaranteed to work, but at least it feels like there's some sort of a shift beyond shuffling the chairs of, of you know, who's in the room. I, I feel like there is at least going to be a mentality shift when we're over there in the spring. I Maybe just, I could be completely wrong. No, I think you're right. That, but the, I know what people, are when they're driving to work, what they're saying to themselves is, where, why did they wait so long? Right? He's, his back's against the wall now. But same thing. Some of this is just created by the fact his back is against well, the wall. It, can, it, can it not sometimes be as simple as Scott Frost has never failed at anything? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have life experiences that show him like, oh, you weren't successful here. Not really, not really. I mean, I guess he had to transfer from Stanford, and he ended up at a place where he won a national title. He lost so, games in the NFL. Yeah, sure. Like on teams, there's, you know. There's that, but like this is this is sort of new territory. <laughs> like yeah. when you are just scrapping for anything and in everything to kind of work. Like it's kind of fun. You don't. I hope always... he's having fun with it. <laughs> I don't think he is. Well, I mean, you can. To be I mean, honest, it's almost impossible to tell whenever Scott Frost is <laughs> you, fun, so. I hope he's having some fun. I mean, th- this could be a great period of growth for him. I mean, well, that's, that's, you hope I mean that's, that's, you, that's what, what you hope for. Right. That's what you're hoping. For. I mean, he's expanding his network. You know, he's he's and, he's operating with a lot of pressure, yeah. more pressure now than than ever. So I think you can grow. He can grow from that. And should it have taken four years to get to this point? I don't know. I mean, I I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I'm someone of the mindset that he's very very lucky to even have the opportunity to make these changes. Mm. But this is where we are now, and this is kind of how I feel. But you're right, Schaefer. I, I think you portray it right. It's gone well for him. He's handled this offseason really well. I really, I mean, if you would have been like Mike, how do you think things are going to play out the day after they fired all of those coaches right. in November? I would have like started making circus music or something. Yeah, this like, hasn't I just been a circus. Did not have an expectation. Yeah, that, you know, it this has as well as it. Yeah, this hasn't been a circus. I mean, he got the best quarterback you could expect for. Yeah. You could expect right in this situation. If you have any questions, Mike Schaefer? Please call <laughs> or text four six four five six eight five. More next on an early break on the ticket.